welcome to episode. Oh, hello and welcome to episode. That sounds weird, doesn't it? It sounds different, but it's not oh, weird. I thought I heard like an echo or something. Hello and welcome to episode 407 of Outlander's Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. With me, I have Jeremy. Where's my notebook? Justin. It's probably still in the living room then. But now Sorry. I'm back from outer space. Tex Murphy, overseer. Found that at a Hello. Good year. A good, good year. A good, Goodwill. a good, the uh, Mvets thrift store. Goodwill. Goodwill. Yeah, man. You know me. I love my, uh, American laser games. A, uh, full motion FMV games. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy's here looking at a, uh, PC game called Tex Murphy. Overseer. Heard of that. Is that what Never it is? Played Tex it. Murphy Overseer. Yeah. It wouldn't be an episode of Outlandish if we didn't talk about 90s PC games. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, what's going on, man? What's up? What's it's up? On, it's on four CDs. You know that you probably shoot somebody and then it's like, please insert CD two. Well, you shoot somebody, <laughs> you shoot, and then you insert the other CD. To see them fall and over. And then to see them like react. Like, <laughs> we can only fit two outcomes on this one. And then you got to put the first CD back in to continue playing. Yeah. Do they have, well, I guess, I guess all games nowadays. Uh, I mean, what, is there full uh, motion uh, video uh, games uh, anymore? What? Like yes. Yes. We are in the age, Matt, of easy self-publishing on Steam. So, in fact, every type of weird-ass genre or thing that you didn't think was still around, it, you can find it. And I know this specifically because Vinny Caravella of Giant Bomb loves him some B- FMV games. So they will... Uh, almost always cover an FMV game on at giant bomb. Well, uh, her story that's FMV, right? Is it, are you talking about the, sir, the game with the girl in the, uh, interrogation room? Yeah. Is that what that's called? Yes. That's called FMV. Yeah. Yeah. It's FMV. And there was something, there was another one, something about like a pizza shop or something, a guy and a guy, girl, a pizza shop or something. I mean, I remember it had something to do with pizza. Two, and it was two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. Yeah. With Ryan yeah. Reynolds. That's Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. And then the girl that went on to become the replacement for Monk. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Wait, did she replace Monk? She was just his assistant. No, no. She replaced the, the, the original woman that was working with Monk. Oh, I didn't realize there was an original woman. Is this like one of those things where a show had like one person for one or two seasons, but then the vast majority of the seasons had a different person. So sometimes you forget well, the other person ever existed. Yeah, I, think, uh, I think, you know, it, it picked up steam and I think she asked for more money or something, you know, huh. you know and they said, goes. get the fuck out of here. We're already yeah, giving our money. This to show's not about you. Yeah. <laughs> Just write you off. Uh, Jeremy, what's going on? Uh, it's see. only been about we're, two months. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Where'd we leave off? Uh, I stopped playing Fallout New sniper Vegas. Games. You were playing sniper games. No, that was like a year ago. Oh, was it was not that Fallout. long ago. That's I was right. Technically, it was a year ago. And then uh, I moved to Fallout New Vegas. Uh, I beat the yep. main game. And then I started doing the DLC and was tired of walking. So I stopped. Hmm. Um, I got a game called Transport Fever. Um, I got the fever. Sounds and only like more transportation will solve it. Transport sounds like that fever. would have a killer disco soundtrack. Um, it should, but no, it's transport fever. Um, 
I don't think you're going to find a game that's any closer to Transport Tycoon than Transport Fever. Mm. Uh, it's really good. Uh, you have to build bus lines and truck lines and trains and planes. Time airports. I, I, I never, I never had a use for an airport because airports can't carry cargo. Do you have buses? I have bus. What? School buses? Airports okay. in real life totally can carry cargo. They do. Why would they, they not do. have that in the game? Uh, were there boats? Apparently, there weren't boats in Transport Tycoon were there? Yes, there were. There were, and there are boats in this as well. Um, I feel like we're missing something. Automobiles. We said trains, trains trucks, trains, automobiles, and boats, helicopters. Well, there's no helicopters. Anyway, the planes can't carry cargo, and I don't have like a bustling center of tourism to warrant an airport. Hmm. Um. I wonder if they have an air, like an airplane, sim, like a uh, airplane manufacturing simulator. Like it's sponsored by Boeing or. Uh, why would you want to play that? Why would you want to play all the other simulators? Well, I, I mean, mean, it would be interesting. You like design, maybe design a plane or something and then have, you try to they, sell there, it. There is a game where you can design your own planes and then fly them. Right. I can't remember the name of it. I have it. It's kind of hard. Crater. To, it's kind of hard to design a plane that works i could do it you gotta pay attention to all that like if a couple of Wright brothers it has to get off the ground part in the early 1900s can do it i i gotta say i, I, I still don't think you could do it <laughs> <laughs> you could eventually with the internet and you know all that help but i don't know man you just gotta calculate uh you know airspace dynamics yeah man that lift principle that our friend Dave knows yeah. the name of. You got some flaps. Bernoulli's principle. Lower uh, the flaps. Maybe it's the it's it's Raise some it's flaps. what makes wings create lift. Bernoulli's principle. Okay. I just take a bird and I make it bigger. Yeah, there you go. Work like that. <laughs> I seem to. In fact, I'm 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 looking back in my brain and seeing footage, black and white footage of guys that tried to, you know, like flap right. some wings and then they fall off a cliff. Yeah, like they put wings on their arms and then jump <laughs> yeah. off of something. <laughs> yes. And they they just went straight down, as one would imagine. That's because they didn't have good arms. <laughs> That's. <laughs> they didn't have bird-like arms. That I mean, I'm, do you, and hollow bones. Surely we developed a, a hang glider before we developed a, a plane, right? Uh, yeah, I think I think we could always glide because that's what the Wright brothers did a lot of. I guess we wouldn't have invented a parachute, right, before we invented a plane? Right. Uh, I don't know. Probably, like the probably whole not. In, invented a can opener before they invented the can? Right. But you can use a parachute for stuff other than jumping out of an airplane. Yeah, I mean, there could have been like, I'm sure, I'm sure in the early, late 1800s, early 1900s, there were plenty of base jumpers. You don't know. Those people were the ones that like would get on the rafts in. Well, we did have in, hot, hot air balloons, right? Yeah. They used those in the Civil War. So, I mean, technically, that's a parachute, right? Just blowing hot up air into it. Kind of. Except theirs were sealed, and I think they were helium. Uh, Credit for the know. invention I mean, of the like first it, pract- practical parachute frequently goes to this guy in 1783. Damn! There you go. Leonardo da Vinci. That was the helicopter. However, wow. parachutes had been imagined and sketched by Leonardo da Vinci since centuries earlier. <laughs> of course. Of fucking course. I knew it. 
<laughs> he was like, well, if I figured out a way to turn anything into gold, that's I might a, as well go on to make that's like a, a parachute. That's like a solid Jeopardy guess if you don't know anything else. And yeah, it's, it's yeah. something about like Ooh. basic inventing. Who invented? Uh, who uh, is vending machines? Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> Yeah, and Alex would have to go to the judges, and they'd be like, "Yeah, technically, he did draw that in 1483." We will accept that. The answer we were looking for, (laughs) Albert Vendor. (laughs) Oh God! All right, so Um, I feel like there was something in between, but maybe not. Uh, I got Battlefield Five for Christmas. Okay. Is there a single player on that? There is. Um, I always know there's always controversy when these first person shooters are coming out of whether or not there's going to be a single player campaign. It's always like, no, there's not. And then like maybe like a month or two before release, they're like, well, we kind of put a single player campaign in there. The single player campaign is, is there's four different stories and you, you become the main character in the story and you mm-hmm. progress through the thing. And then in the end you get like a, special melee weapon to use in multiplayer. Okay. Melee weapon. Yeah. Because, you know. Melee. People aren't, like, shooting at you from across the... Well, you'd be surprised how many times you melee somebody. You could use a knife every once in a while. I have, like, a baseball bat. No, a cricket bat. I have a cricket bat. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of controversy over that game because there's girls in it. Right. I think, Girls didn't exist until after World War II. Well, they weren't in the war, is the thing. Uh, I I'm, think I'm pretty sure there were women in the war, not fighting, not like well, they're depicted in this. But I, th- I think the the funniest quote I saw, um, it was like right like when it was during the beta, somebody had said, "Wow, I didn't realize that the Nazi army was so diverse because there's <laughs> they have black people and women." Is there really on the on the German side? Yeah. I would find that very hard to believe. The medics are women by default. I think the sniper is a woman by default. I don't know. I mean, I would see it. I would see them doing that because they want to, they want to appear. They don't, I mean, in this day and age. Well, so. Even though it's historically accurate. People brought all this stuff up and uh, the guy that, the CEO of EA or whatever was like, if you don't like it, don't buy it. So Battlefield Five is the worst selling Battlefield game of all time so far. Okay. Um, I don't know. There seems to be a lot of de- major developers that are just saying, fuck you people. You got, you got Battlefield with EA and then Bethesda's got the Fallout 76 disaster. Um, if you haven't looked up all that stuff, you should go look it up. Fallout. I mean, uh, well, I mean, I, I think we all know. We've all heard the stories about Fallout seventy six. Well, there's been like two more things this month that are even worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so people that cheated got banned, but if they wrote an essay, they could get unbanned about why cheating is bad. Right. Um, people found a way to get into the developer area, mm-hmm. and then they can get whatever items they want sometimes stuff that's not even in the game yet and then transfer it to another character and sell it on eBay. And the one that hacked the one that got into the room will get banned, but the character that received it won't. Um, there's a duplicating bug 
people are selling the shit out of that stuff on eBay. Um, Who's buying it? People that are actually playing it. Okay. Um, January 1st, nuclear, you couldn't set off nuclear right, weapons. Right. Uh, anyway, Battlefield 5. So I've done like two of the single player mode. I've been, I started sniping in multiplayer. As long as you're on a city map, it's not that bad. Once you're in one of like the mountains, yeah, you might as well not even bother. It's just hard to find people. There's or? no, there's always something in the way. Oh, and the snipers in Battlefield Five. I don't know. I haven't played very many first person shooters online in a while. If you're a sniper, if you hold your gun up, it like it's like turning on a really bright flashlight straight mm-hmm. in front of you, mm-hmm. so you can see snipers all the way across the map without even being looking for them. Hmm. So as soon as you put your gun up, like everybody turns to you. Is it, is it supposed to be simulating the sun glinting off of it? Yes, but you can be inside a building and it still does the same thing. And it's just like make pretty much all the time. It it doesn't just happen sometimes. Huh? No, it's all the time. It's so that snipers don't have the upper hand. Yeah. Which they shouldn't fuck snipers. Yeah. Fuck snipers. No. Get in the action, man. No. But on the city map, I found some really good spots where, like, if the other team spawns right here, they're always fighting to the east. But I am south of them and shooting them right in the side, and they're not even paying any attention to the fact that there's somebody over to their They not have a kill cam or anything like that, I guess? No. Whenever you die, it automatically sends you to someone else in your squad for you to respawn on them. Hmm, Okay, that's right. I forget about that. And then you usually watch them die, and then the map zooms out, and it's like, pick a spawn point. Uh, Man, I forget about Battlefield. Yeah. I miss Battlefield 1942. Yeah, it was fun. People still play it, apparently. Weird. Um, Oh, you know, it's one of those old classic games. I love playing uh, Vietnam and flying the transporter helicopters around and hovering over places and letting people drop out. I miss being on the battleship and having somebody spot for you and shooting those giant ass cannons. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was always flipping awesome. Or uh, what's the name of that map? Uh, that one map with the bridge on it. You can get in a plane and just fly back and forth, strafing the bridge. Oh and- yeah rack up kills also there's not that many there's maybe like two airplanes per map and they're not sitting on the ground and you race people there it's whoever gets in on the map first if they click on the airplane as their spawn point Mm. that's they get the airplane and then you either have to sit there and wait for them to die and then it takes a little while for the spawn point to pop back up or you just don't i haven't gotten to fly a plane at all Mm. in battlefield 5 I'm never as good as everybody else, so I don't bother. I'm usually pretty good with the airplanes. It's just like playing Aces of the Pacific, man. You'll watch those ridiculous ones where people will like fly up, blow up another plane, jump out, parachute in back into the plane, and all that kind of crazy stuff. And you're like, whatever. There's no, there's no reason to do that ever. Um, Anyway, uh, after that, I've been playing phone games. Uh huh. I've been playing uh, Golf Clash, which is the controls are a lot like Outlaw Golf for the Dreamcast or the Xbox. That was an Xbox game. Outlaw Golf. Um, it's 
all you can't play by yourself. You always have to play against somebody else. Um, Weird. But you can also play it on Facebook Game Room, um, and somebody's got a cheat engine script for it, so you can always see where your ball is going to land. So that's fun. Okay. <laughs> takes takes all the golfing out. No, you still well. You could, in theory, turn the wind off to make a perfect shot every time, but I don't need to do that. And it would get kind of noticeable if you kept doing that after a while. It was like uh, I was playing, I was playing some game, and uh, on VR, and when I when I lost, it had the high scores there, and of course, somebody had like nine hundred billion or something like that, and I was like, okay, yeah, okay. Like you yeah. made it just as far. It said, "Yeah, you made it to the like one level ahead of me," and it was like nine hundred billion. I was like, "What? No." Or oh, what game was that? It was some uh, stupid leaderboards. They're pretty much pointless. I, I got um, Need for Speed most no Need for Speed Rivals uh-huh. for me and Seth and Wyatt. Um, when you play on multi the real so you can either play you can play by yourself you can play only with friends or you can play in the world Mm -hmm. if you play in the world like when you go through some of those uh speed cameras and stuff it's like you should try to beat this guy he's got a max speed of 9999 what i'm like i bet he does i bet um that game's multiplayer sucks though because it puts you on Need for Speed Rivals. Yeah. It puts you on someone's server, mm-hmm. which is their computer. So right. you're chasing somebody. If one of the other people log out, you may have all been on his server. And so then it takes like 30 seconds, 45 seconds huh. for it to find somebody else, start the server on their computer, move everybody over to it. And then when you get back, like, everybody's gone it's like did i just get here first or is everybody already left huh and that happens a lot Hmm. and this is the stupidest thing i've ever seen this is absolutely i think a lot of i think a lot of multiplayer games end up dying off because they have they don't have centralized servers there were there were a lot of there were a lot of people playing and that game came out and like i hear there's not very many people playing that new call of duty on pc on PC. Mm. Have you heard that, Justin? I have not heard anything about that. Okay. Um, I would think it would yeah, be fairly popular because the blackout mode apparently has been fairly popular, which is their yeah. battle royale mode. Right. It looks like you got too much crap going on in that. Because you got like a hang glider suit or something and then like also like a zipline thing or something i don't i mean too much crap maybe compared to PUBG, but you, you know what fortnite's got going on yeah so i don't think it's yeah. i think it's more subdued than fortnite at least surely yeah not building shit all the time no anything else jeremy uh i was gonna say something else what was it oh there's also no incentive to play as a racer so if you're a cop um as you drive around and do jumps or catch people or participate in chases, you get speed points like any other need for speed game. And as a cop, you don't lose them. If you're a racer, no matter how many you have, if you don't go and bank them, if you get caught or if you wreck your car, everything you've earned is gone. You don't get like, you don't earn them faster or get twice as many or 
Not that I can tell. Hmm. I mean, you get a multiplier. Well, cops get a multiplier too. No, it's just hmm. shitty. Because hmm. okay. sometimes you wreck your car just trying to get back to the place without anybody chasing you. Yeah. Because they're fragile little Lamborghinis. And it's like, I just lost, I just lost 70,000 points. And if I was a cop, I'd wreck my car. It would take me back to the thing and be like, oh, hey, you, we got the uh, 70,000 points. This is where somebody here. writes in and tells us about why there's uh, what, what's so special about the racer mode. All I can say is that when I was playing multiplayer, there were like six cops for every racer that I saw. And they were all chasing that one guy. So I got in on it, too. But then whoever it was disconnected, so yeah. we all had to switch to a different <laughs> server. As soon as I'm about to get get caught, disconnect. And then, yeah, <laughs> and then everybody was gone, or everybody like hadn't, everybody hadn't showed up yet. One of the two. Uh, that's oh, that's I guess that's it. All right. Oh, Man in the High Castle. Started watching Man in the High Castle again. Uh huh. I don't know how many see- playing Battlefield Five made me want to watch it. Hmm. Okay. And I've made it to the end of season three now. So okay, are there more? It's still. I assume there will be. Oh, okay. So season. I think I'm just caught up. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I finished season one. Yeah, I know. I know. I didn't, and then I didn't. I, I don't. I don't think I've heard anything about it since then. There, then again, I can't keep up with really any TV show <laughs> these days. Yeah. Like what? That that's a thing that exists. Oh, they're on season five. Okay. okay. Punisher season two come out. Yeah. I haven't watched it. I haven't heard great things, but... Huh. Okay. Curse of Oak Island. That's the only TV show you need. <laughs> Is that well, still going? Ancient Aliens, too. Uh, Justin, what's up, man? Uh, that'll segue into uh, Jennifer and I are watching Game of Thrones from the beginning. She, I've seen all of it, uh, but for mm-hmm. a while now, especially with the final season coming up in April... I wanted to go back and rewatch, especially the earlier seasons. And she has only mm. seen the first two seasons, but she has read mm. the books. But the books diverge. Meaning, what's that? I said that is meaningless. Kind of. I mean, at this point, at a, this yeah, season. like, like it, the, the I know the first season and first book follow almost exactly. And then they just start mm-hmm. to diverge a little bit, and then it kind of ripple diverges. And then, of course, the show is now beyond anything that's happened in the books. Um, I think all of last season, and yeah, all of last season, and bits and pieces of season six was stuff not ever in a book because he's been fucking dragging his heels getting the last book there, the second to last book. I think there are supposed to be two more fucking books, two books, three more. I don't know. Um, two books. Okay. I think there's five books. It's supposed to be seven, right? I think that's right. I'll say that's right. I'll take your word on it. Uh, this show's really good. I I didn't expect to like rewatching it from the beginning as much as I have. Uh, a lot of that is because the show is extremely complicated. There there are a lot of different characters and threads. They will refer to mm-hmm. earlier events that you never see in the show. Um, it's very much a story that jumps into the middle of things. Uh, I mean, I like that about it. I like that there are big things that happened before the show that they'll refer to. Um, so no, and, and knowing what happens later gives me a lot of context. So when they mention things 
in the earlier seasons, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, that thing. Oh, okay, you know. So like, I'm, I'm. It's much more enriching this time around. I'm, I'm actually extremely involved. It helps that I have a bad memory, so I, I've forgotten a lot of things that happen uh, in the earlier seasons, certainly. So uh, that show is really good, uh, especially the early seasons. Some people have yeah. some questions about the later couple seasons, but last couple seasons, but um, the the early stuff is really really good. Uh, so uh, we are enjoying the shit out of that. Uh, I think that I mean that's really the only television stuff. Um, video games. Let's see. Good lord. Since last we talked, I got Bayonetta two for Christmas and beat that in like a week. That is the game. That is the third person action game. It's kind of like a Devil May Cry or God of War type of game. Uh, mm-hmm. Except that you are a hair witch. A hair witch. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're a witch, and you your hair is yeah. You're like what, a weapon. What, it's like yeah. It's like well, a, it's also like your clothes on your body. So whenever you use right. your hair to like make a giant hair fist or a giant hair foot or something to attack an enemy with, like it reveals her body. It's you know she's she she is bayonetta. She is known for being a sexy hair witch lady. Um, and this game is just as good as the first game. It's 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 a really ludicrous game. One of the things that really I like about the character is she's extremely irreverent about everything that's going on around her. She's got like angels and demons coming after at all times and she's basically making fun of them and they're all super serious and she's just like, yeah, whatever. And she starts shooting them. <laughs> um with her hair gun. With her with her guns, yeah. Oh, she has guns with with her yeah. heel guns because she also has guns in her in her heels attached to her heels. So she'll do like spinning break dance break dance moves. And uh how she reload that ammo? Shoot the sh- shoot the shit out of people. With her hair. And every single boss fight ends with her summoning some sort of giant hair demon to either beat the shit out of the boss or eat it. So, yeah. That's a, where does it where does it go if your hair eats something? I, I I mean you're sort of like like she's sort of like summoning demons from hell via her hair, so I guess they take it back with them. Uh, I, at the same I just, time, I want to be in the room. This is another. I want to be in the room when someone came up with this idea. Yeah. What if we have a witch, <laughs> at, but it's her hair that's the magic part. At the same time, whenever, uh, uh, you know, one of these, like, it's usually, like, this dragon or dog demon that, like, eats something. There's usually, like, lots of pieces flying everywhere. So it may just be, like, Cookie Monster, where it looks like it's eating them, but it's more like, ah, blah, 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 and, uh, and, you know, the cookie never actually goes down the throat. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, that that game, that, that game helped me remember that, yes, Justin, you do like video games. You don't like as many as you used to. It's okay if you're trying video games and they're just not grabbing you. They just don't make enough really fun ones like that. Uh, so highly recommend that. Bayonetta 2. That is on... The Hair Witch Project. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is on the Switch. Uh, it was originally exclusive to the Wii U. And then the Switch came out, and uh, the Wii U did not sell very many systems. The Switch has sold a fuck ton of systems. So there's a lot of games getting ported to it. Um, uh, what else? Uh, oh, I've been playing a game called Celeste, which uh, is that's a... That's not a game. That's a person? Well, yeah. And I mean, shame on you for playing. 
Uh, hate the game, not the player. Uh, Celeste is a side. Sc- okay, so Celeste is a side-scrolling, super hard platformer. Uh, for anybody that's played Super Meat Boy or a game called N Plus, um, I'm sure there's some other really hard platformers I'm not thinking of. And by really hard platformers, it's got you know like a double jump, and you have to be really precise. And there's lots of one-hit kill spikes. The thing that's nice about it is the game expects you to die a lot. And I'm talking like hundreds of times a level. So as soon as you die, like basically every time you move into a room, it's it's sort of a, it's kind of like a Castlevania type cast. It's not a castle. It's a mountain. You're, you're this character climbing a mountain and it's divided into chapters. So you'll move around a quote unquote room that the screen will scroll sometimes. But once you like go and go through a passageway, it like loads a new room. So all of that is to say that when you die, it just takes you back to the beginning of the room and it's, and it's an instant reload. So any kind of game where the game expects you to die a lot, it's very important that they allow for quick restarts. So they knew what they were doing. They, they, they want you to immediately try that challenge again. So it's difficult. I'm not going to say I haven't gotten frustrated. Um, but it is very rewarding if you like uh, 2D platformers. It's got a great soundtrack. Uh, it's got a it's got a 2D style. If you're sick of you know modern games, it came out in 2018. But if you're sick of modern games, just kind of going for a, an, a 16-bit or 8-bit style, maybe not your maybe not your jam. But uh, it's also got like the story is kind of a meditation on depression and dealing with anxiety and dealing with the bad thoughts in your head that keep you down. Um, so that that's pretty interesting, but I'm really enjoying it. I think I'm at the end of that. Nothing game. like a video game from someone that majored in psychology <laughs> or didn't major in psychology. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I am enjoying that game. There were a couple times I thought I was going to put it down, but the story and each, each, each chapter you go to has some new thing about it that makes the platforming unique to that chapter. So that that's really good to keep you going. Um, and then the other game that I'm playing as what was the name of that. What was the name of that one game about the, uh, the parents made about their child dying that dragon cancer. Not, yeah. 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 Talking about that psychology and all that kind of stuff made me think of that. Yeah. Cause that was that guy, you know, he, he set out to create an interactive experience to try to explain. I mean, it's basically an interpretive art, right? right? To try to explain via an art form what it's like to go through that. And I've never, I've never played it. I actually listened to a podcast all about it, but I don't know. I mean, I'm into that. I don't think those kind of games always succeed. Um, and certainly you are welcome to think that games should be only fun <laughs> things to get away from reality. But I think that Life is Strange is a great series that mixes dealing with real world shit and psychology and how we how we interact with our friends and and loved ones and what they mean to us while also being a really interesting game and story to play through. Um, And then the other game, uh, Jennifer bought the new Smash Brothers game for the Switch uh, over the weekend and. uh, I'm really enjoying that. I've never liked a Smash game. I've always wanted to like the Smash games because it's basically a celebration of video game characters. Originally, it was, you know, here's all here's a bunch of Nintendo characters. Have them fight each other with your friends. Um, 
but smash plays in a very unique way uh so i was telling jennifer it's not like i mean it's not like a traditional fighting game where you have like a a light punch and a and a heavy punch and a light kick and a heavy kick and then you you know maybe you hold forward and it does like a special kind of kick or something like that this game is you've got like one attack button and one special button and then if you hold any direction and that button it does a completely different move and via all of that is where the moves for the, the the characters come together. It's also kind of like a platforming game. The whole idea of the basic Smash mode is sort of like a wrestling game. If you've ever played a wrestling video game, each character has stamina, and you got to beat up the other character. And once their stamina gets high, the higher their or yeah, the higher their stamina meter gets, basically the more exhausted they are, and the more likely you are to hit them far away from the stage that you're playing on and then most every character has like ways of recovering and getting getting themselves back on the the stage because the the idea of smash is to knock them off the stage either you either they can't get back and they fall to the bottom or they get so high or you use like a really strong smash move and you just like smash the shit out of them and they disappear off the edge um but uh i didn't know if i was gonna like it and it's certainly frustrating but once I started to get used to it, they, there's a mode in this in this game called the Adventure, like Light Emissary, or Light Adventure, World of Light mode. And it's like this giant board game, or like this giant board, and you like travel around this board fighting... God, it's actually really hard to explain, but basically you're traveling around the world... What's this that? It's not Kirby mode. Right? Yeah, exactly. So if anybody watched the Smash trailer for World of Light, which I highly recommend even if you never play plan on playing this game because it's like fucking insane. and <laughs> Everybody dies except for Kirby. So you start the mode and, and the only fighter you have is Kirby. Spoiler. Um, and then you travel along these paths on this like giant map that you uncover slowly and you fight these spirits and you're basically like fighting these dark spirits to free them. But as you do that, you add them to your inventory, but you're not adding new fighters with the spirits. You can actually equip the spirits and they give you like attack power and defensive power. They might give you like the spirit makes your foot attacks do more damage or this spirit gives you more defense or this spirit makes you start with this spirit makes your hair attack better. If yeah, maybe I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, because there's a <laughs> fuck ton of spirits. I mean, I think there's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of spirits. And it's cool because if you're like really into video games, all the spirits are from real video games. Um, and I mean, I've come across example. Uh, like I fought the Mega Man boss Snake Man. Actually, this is a perfect example. So the cool thing about it uh, is, I mean, the game is full of actual characters you can fight with there's like 54 that you can unlock and you will come across those characters and as you beat those characters you can actually use them to fight with in this mode instead if you don't you know want to fight with kirby then you got all the spirit characters which are not fighters you can play with but they're characters from video games such as snake man which is a Mega Man boss, a classic Mega Man boss. But Snake Man is not a fighting character in Smash. So what they do instead is they do clever things like uh, a character in Smash is Solid Snake from the Metal Gear Solid series. So he represents Snake Man. 
and then they give them like some they usually give them some special moves or special abilities to make them more like the character they're emulating so another example jeremy this will be relevant to you I, uh, jennifer i was watching jennifer play and she came across metal sonic from the sonic and hedgehog sonic the hedgehog series so what they do sonic the hedgehog is in the game they use there's a a um a character status called metal that anybody can get it makes you really tough so they just gave that to sonic and he's like that the whole time and then he does a couple moves that are like metal sonic like so it's it's really fun if you're you know into video games it's fun to see the clever things they do to represent the characters um the the spirit characters and then you beat them and you unlock them and you can use them you can attach them to your fighter you can level them up like from level 1 to 99 that increases their attack power if they hit level 99 they start over but they're more powerful like it's very fucking deep is what i'm trying to imprint upon you and it's really fun to just travel around that map uh unlocking characters um getting your ass beat sometimes coming back to that character to beat them later i'm really i'm really enjoying that game there there's a lot to do in that game so highly recommended any anybody that has played a smash and already likes a smash game already knows all the things i just said (laughs) but i will say as someone who has not liked smash before if you're like oh i've always wanted to like smash you might give this one a shot i would i would red box it See if you like it. If you have a switch, Smash is garbage. I, I definitely remember. But I've wanted to like. I it. definitely remember back in the day, bringing my GameCube down to Pine Bluff when I was living in Jonesboro, and we rented Smash. And uh, Matt probably remembers uh, me, Matt, and Dave, and I don't know who else trying to play Smash. And I don't think any of us were into it. <laughs> it's just it's a very specific <laughs> kind of fighting game. Yeah. And there are lots of people who want to like Smash that don't. I'm happy to say that I'm at least getting into it now. I'm I'm, I'm getting to understand it, and it is and it is a really fun. I mean, you can definitely see why people love the game once once they get into it. Mm-hmm. And then, kind of the only other thing that happened is my fucking phone broke. That sucked. Yeah. That was so. This this I'll, I'll tell this story. So a, a week and a half ago, almost two weeks now. I, uh, I've been meaning to order a new case for my phone for a while, and it's not because the case was like I didn't was not protecting it, just like it had a crack. You know how cases get. If you get, I, I like a light thin case, so this had lost a couple pieces that had cracked in a couple places. And I was like, ah, eh, it's time to order a new case. So I had finally broken down, ordered one that morning off Amazon. I'm at lunch. I go downstairs to get my lunch uh, going, and I. I'm trying to put it into the pocket of my flannel, which I often do, and I just miss. And the funny thing is, is like I, I drop my phone sometimes, and I never think like, "Oh no, my phone's gonna break." I'm always, you know, worried. But this time, like the way it was falling and the force, I yelled like, "No!" because <laughs> I was like genuinely worried. Phone falls, I pick it up. Glass is not broken. Whew. Go to touch the screen. No response. No response whatsoever. Um. I look up a line. I'm trying to figure it out. I don't know what it is. I go to a repair shop. I walk in and I tell the lady, yeah, my screen, I brought, dropped my phone. Screen's not broken at all. Everything's good, but the screen won't respond. And she just has this, she gets this look on her face. Like, like she's sorry for my loss. <laughs> and I can just tell 
and well, so what I first, the first thing I realized is it's a Google Pixel. It's the original Google Pixel that came out in 2016. The Google 3 came out in like October. So this is a, this is a quote unquote old phone. So the guy tells me, like the guy that owns the shop comes out and he's like, we don't have, like, we, we don't, nobody, you know, we don't really work on these phones anymore. We can fix it. We think maybe he's like, I, I can replace the, the screen. And that's like 50, 50. It might fix your issue for you. Um, but I have to order the parts. Uh, I look it up. I find a place. I, I, the, that night I started seeing these tiny little purple splotches on the screen. So I Google that. And that's what tells me that the actual AMOLED screen, the actual, you know, digital screen itself, the thing that the digitized screen is what's broken. Um, and I find a place in Seattle that can fix it, but they'll charge me like 150 bucks. And then I am like, okay, you know, <laughs> how much is a used Google pixel? Oh, I can get like 170 bucks for this. Okay. I'm just going to get a new phone. <laughs> so I agonized over that for a while and ended up getting a Samsung S nine plus, which is their right. larger flagship model. It's not as big as the the Note. I'm sure we've all heard of the Note, which is a massive fucking phone. I have a Note. Did you have a Note? I have a Note. You have a Note. A Note 9 Plus. I have... Note 9 Plus. The, uh, just the 9 Plus, and it's still a massive fucking phone as far as I'm concerned. Uh, especially coming from... I like mine. Does yours have a stylus? No. Mine has a stylus. Yeah. It's super cool. I considered the, the Note... For all of 30 minutes, and I just decided I did not want a phone that big. Like, I'm still a fan of a phone that I can, you know, comfortably fit into pockets and this one's not handle. And this one, my phone that I had before this was just slightly smaller. So, okay. So it wasn't a big jump for you. Not really. This is a, this is a fairly big transition for me. Um, but I heard flip phones are coming back. Yeah. Well, they're also. What I was going to say about dropping your phone, like when I was in college, I had a Motorola V710, which was made out of aircraft aluminum. Yeah. And it fell in between the banisters in the stairway and it fell two stories to the, to the ground and it had a dent. Yeah. In the air, airplane grade aluminum, but that was it. It yeah. was fine. Yeah. Something to be said for that. But now. Like there's a meme online of it just shows people picking, dropping their phone and then like ever so slowly picking it up because they don't want to know if the screen's right. broken or not. And then they look at it and they're like, oh, well, Schrodinger's screen. Yeah. You have the note. Does it have the curved edges? Yeah. Yes. I, the thing that makes my green protector yes. not stick. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I uh, I mean, th there were several reasons it took me like a week to decide on a phone because there were just things about the Samsung I was not keen on. Um, and one of them was, I don't like this curved screen. It's like not the worst thing in the world. It just bugs me because I think it is, I personally believe it is inferior to a basic ass flat screen. And I've, I've, I got my um, my case in. But the thing is, is if I drop this, there there are angles that I can drop this that the fucking glass will hit a surface, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that obviously that can happen with a regular screen, 
if you drop it on rocks or something, but there, I mean, there are angles to this screen where glass, you know, like if I hit like an edge, glass will come across. Basically it's easier to break the glass. And as I was well, told like, when I went to the, the AT&T store to like try one before I bought it, the guy was like, yeah, and they are more expensive to replace. I'm like, cool. Of course they are. Um, I have an otter box, but if I look at mine on the edge, I can see my screen above the otter box. Right. So if I drop it face down, it's going to break. Yeah. There's a lip on, on pretty much every case. There's a lip at the top and the bottom so that you can like set it yeah. face down without the screen touching. But yeah, there are, yes. especially with as big as these fucking things are, there are plenty of angles where you can drop this. And like you said, I've looked up screen protectors, which I haven't had a screen protector on my last couple phones. I don't, I don't like them but I understand that there are some glass ones that kind of work, but people talk about yeah, having issues um, with them. So Seth got a phone for Christmas and he got a Samsung J seven. Um, I don't, it doesn't have a curved screen, but we put, we've been using tempered glass screen protectors for like our last two phones. Mm. Um, if you put the screen protector on his, like the, Touchscreen doesn't really register you touching it Ugh. a lot of the time. Ugh. So I had to take it back off. Um, but the one I got on mine, I mean, it's not touching everywhere along the curve side, but in the middle where you actually use the phone is fine. And I don't have any trouble with um, the touchscreen. Um, they're definitely hard as fuck to scratch. That's good. Like once I took Seth off, I, I tried to hurt it, and uh, what was it? I took I hit it with like a hammer, and it just put like a little mark on it. And I was like, "Damn, hmm. that's impressive." Yeah, it's so strong. It's so strong that you can't even touch through it, but it'll protect your screen. <laughs> protect your screen from fingerprints and finger touches. Nothing will happen to the screen. Literally, nothing. Can't can't do anything with it. <laughs> but it won't break. Anything else, Justin? No, that's, I mean, that's, that's the, that's about it. You gonna go see Glass? Yes. Uh, we, we, we rewatched Unbreakable, which I hadn't seen in many, many years. And I need to see Split, yeah. which I have never seen. You've never seen Split? I know, I've meant to. It just, oh, I mean, no. it's not on any of the streaming services. I've never even heard of Split. I thought it was on. I think it was. watched it on HBO. I think it was. Are you sure? I don't, I, no, I looked it up actually. Wait, did I look that one up? I think I looked what? that one up. It used to, it used to be on there. Hmm. Let me look. Let me look. Nope. It's probably one of those that they add and subtract. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was on Netflix at one point, and I just derp, you know, didn't watch it when I had a chance. I think it's on hmm. Hulu. I hate trying to find a movie somewhere. Like, oh, let's look. Like, you can find some sites that are like, well, we look and see, like, what's on Netflix and what's on Amazon. Yeah. But it's like, I want something that tells me about all the streaming services. Yeah. Like, if I have a cable subscription, I want you to tell me about TNT, TBS, Sci-Fi, uh, uh, what, what, uh, FX. Uh, let me look, because I know I got a bunch on here. CW, ABC, NBC, uh, CB, oh, not CBS, because CBS is garbage. Yeah, if it's a streaming service, tell me. Um, Crackle. Crackle. Yeah, it's probably on Crackle. Crackle? Voodoo. Crackle has, 
you know, free stuff you can watch. The Roku channel. Anyways, so nothing else to talk about? No, I don't think so. All right. Uh, so for those that don't follow me on Twitter, uh, I've been dealing with some stuff. Uh, my mom passed away on January 9th. So that's why we haven't really been recording or anything for our basically all of December. Uh, she got sick mid-December and she was already terminally diagnosed with cancer and everything. But still, um, she just took a downward spiral mid-December. And so I was with her for three weeks uh, up until you know, I was with her the night that she passed away. And uh, so that's why that's why it's been uh, pretty much no recording of Outlandish. So I know a lot of people have uh, most of the people on Twitter and stuff know about it and respond, reply back and everything like that. And, but, uh, if you didn't, if you didn't follow us on Twitter, follow me on Twitter or didn't know about it. That's why, um, that's why we haven't been recording. So, um, so I've been, I watched a lot of stuff, uh, while I was with her, I watched, um, tons of stuff on Netflix. It's hard to remember, honestly. Yeah, I can um, I know I what are the I good things you watched? Like, maybe that would or like what stood out as good and what's really good and what stood out as really bad. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. I have terrible memory. Oh, okay. Like I'm trying to think. Uh let me see. Let's see. Um I started to watch uh a movie called The Little Hours. I've heard of this. I don't know why I didn't hear about this. But it has a whole bunch of like known people. So it has Alison Brie, Dave Franco. Oh, the nun movie. Yeah. Um, but a whole bunch of people that we would know. Right. Uh, Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. And um, what's his name? Uh, Zach Galifianakis. No. Oh, no, Nick Offerman. No, Will Ferrell's guy. Uh, Dave. Well, he's in there. Dave too, Franco? Right? John no. C. Riley. The other guy John that C. plays Riley. along with Will Ferrell. There you Molly go. Shannon. There you go. Paul Reiser. Yes, I do have the, I do have the cast Oscar. list in front of me. <laughs> uh, I watched uh, The After Party. It was okay. It was all right. Hmm. Uh, I started watching this new, the new She-Ra cartoon. Yeah, I watched a I watched, like, the trailer first... of that, and I just, it did not look like something I would be into. What'd you think? I watched, like, the first three episodes of that, and it was like, okay. Hmm. Um. I watched the movie Little Evil, uh, and it was okay. I mean, I like comedies and stuff. It was pretty. It was pretty. I'll give it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Little Evil. What's it about? Um, and it was weird. I wanted to watch. I wanted to watch this anime called High Score Girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But it wouldn't let me download the episodes to watch offline. Like it. Oh, yeah. There's. I guess that means it's not a Netflix show. I don't know. There's certain things that, yeah. Yeah. And let's Someone see. Someone else. So you have not seen that at all? No. Okay. Yeah, I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, this could be kind of like Scott Pilgrim. I did watch your. Um, Animal what was Kingdom. The, Animal, Animal World. World. <laughs> yeah. How was that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I. It That's was, his way of saying he loved it. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. No. I think it's supposed to be like a part oh one. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. It had Michael Douglas in it. 
Michael yeah. Douglas plays like the evil ringleader guy. What's wrong with Michael Douglas? It's just it's just funny to me whenever you have like that one. It's like what was that movie with Samuel L. Jackson in it? And I think Samuel L. Jackson plays like you just named like all of the movies. No, it's an Asian movie and Samuel L. Jackson plays like the president, I think. And like the plane crashes or something and and this other this guy's with him or something and is like protecting him. He's like escorting him through. Oh, uh, I don't know what it is. is it one of the two uh terrorists attack the White House movies that came out in the same year? No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. No. Mm. no, it's an Asian movie. Oh. Because that's what I was making a point. It's like it's always funny to me when you have like these these uh, Asian films that have an American actor in it, like as if they, they like threw money and the person's like, sure. yeah, right. That's totally what happened. Right. It, re- it reminds me of the Japanese commercials where like all the celebrities from over here would show up. Right. Um, I watched uh, first 10 episodes of the second season of the good place. Uh, Cause I didn't know that had picked back up. Um, Is that a good show? You like that show? Then? I like the good place. Yeah. I like yeah, that show. I want to, I want to watch it. You know me, the more seasons, the better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that show does not um, put out much in regards to content. You mean like the, the overall like, story uh, is slow? Quantity is what I mean. Yeah, it's like oh. it is just you'll, you'll, you'll get there and you'll be like, okay, am I going to get more to this story? Like it just seems, I don't know, it just seems like it goes by so fast. Because mm. they're only 30, they're only 30 minutes. 30 minute episodes. So like really 20 minute episodes and the seasons are super short. Mm. Like I think the first season's like 13 episodes or something. That would be fast. uh, Brooklyn nine, nine started up again. Did you watch that? That? Brooklyn nine, nine started up again. Did you watch that on NBC? I haven't caught. No, I haven't started watching it. It seems to be doing well. It was, it was Um, trending when it was on. That usually is indicative of being, of it being something being popular. Yeah. I started watching the Humanity Bureau. Okay. Which is a Nick Cage movie. Okay. <laughs> I made it like I've made it halfway into it. It's basically the plot is basically um post apocalyptic or it's getting to post apocalyptic and it's the world slowly dying. Mm-hmm. And they have New Eden and basically they kill people. Oh. So it's they're like just, Thanos. They're reducing like the, the idea is we got to have less people. <laughs> yeah. And they're just basically like, yeah, it, you'll go to New Eden. And New Eden's just you getting killed. Ah. It's like going and taking a shower to, in Auschwitz. Or, is there Logan's a, Run. There should, there should be. I guess I, I, it kind of bothers me. There's not like a way to like look at your what you've watched. I guess watch it again or something. I did watch all the Black Mirrors, like like all of them, this season. Okay, yeah, that's that's cool. I uh, it's kind of a dour thing. <laughs> what is uh? No, not real. I mean the uh, the one with the girl stopping in at the. I mean, it was down, but I mean, it had an upside, I guess, Which to one? it. You're right. She pulled, the one she was driving across country or pulled off and and went to oh the yeah museum. yeah I had a feeling you'd like that one. <laughs> I almost wanted to tell you, watch this uh, one. At least watch this one, Matt. But, you know, I didn't want to. <laughs> we know each other pretty well. I didn't want to give um, it away. <laughs> I figure you might also like the what? the episode where um, the people are living in some world where their their dating is based on Matching? an app. Yeah, that yeah. they're like, they have to do. Yeah. 
Do you like that one? I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't much care for the ending. Really? Yeah, because, I mean, you, you still don't know how it turns out. True. You assume <laughs> it turns out great, though, because, like, of all the yeah. things that happen in all the simulations. but Right, but you don't know which simulation it turns out like. Right. Because, like, the one you actually watch, oh. you're like... They're totally they're different people than what you see at the you're, very. You're end. right, I, I, and and literally, it wouldn't be like any of those simulations because, of course, in the real world, they're not going through that. It was just that they took their brains yeah. or their the copies of their brains and put them through it to see. But it, it seemed it does seem like it would remove some of the the spark and romance. Like mm-hmm. if you if you use that app, you would be basically assured to find your perfect soulmate. I don't I don't know if. I don't know if that, I don't know. It raises interesting philosophical questions. Yeah. And then the other one, the other, the, the other one I watched, so I watched the last three, the, the other one's like, it just starts off shit. Shit's happened. Don't really know how it got to this point, but all right, there's some robotic doggy dog guys <laughs> running around killing people. Post apocalyptic one. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, I guess so. I guess we ended up designing these or something, and they just turned. Yeah. I don't know what happened that's here. The, but all that's right. the impression you get, right? It's basically, you know, in retrospect. I mean, I saw that episode before I saw the Quiet Place, but it's kind of the Quiet Place. <laughs> mm-hmm. God, those fucking dogs, robot dogs, horrifying. Yeah. Um, I watched Travelers. The is this third season. Yeah, third season of Travelers. Um, How do you like that? I like that track. I like I, I like traveling. Which which yeah. show is it? That's a good show. Good show. So well, I don't even and I, uh, travelers. <laughs> so basically, it starts off. Uh, sorry, sorry. I guess I said a lot or something. I guess that's what you were making a joke. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> it's like uh, you said, I don't know. It's just travelers. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, what's? <laughs> I mean, uh, so uh, well, it seems um, like it'd be those. Oh, look, it's one of those so Canadian travelers, shows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those Canadians. <laughs> Um, it's basically about, you know, the world's going to end at some point or the, it's going to be really horrible, really, and it's far off into the future too, but oh, apparently yeah. they pin, they pinpoint where they think the most impact they can be towards bettering the future. This is the show Jeremy talked people about. People are able to. Is this the yes. show where people if someone's going to die, they can jump into the body and take it over? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's how they justify killing a person. <laughs> right because <laughs> they were about to die anyway yeah but uh yeah I, I enjoyed it um the third season i still think the first season is probably the best uh because it, it almost i feel like with some of these shows it's like they have a good premise and then they're caught off guard when they get renewed <laughs> and they're like oh shit i didn't really have stuff worked out um well let's just see where we can go with mm. this because it, 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 I feel like that show and continuum, uh, both Canadian shows start off really well, but then they find themselves kind of like, it seems like they're riding out of a hole mm. um, where you're like, you, you start watching it. And you're like, okay. I mean, I, I mean, what is going on in this episode? All right. You know, it's almost like they're trying to f- fill in. Um, but I mean, uh, overall, I like this story. Um, I thought I watched some upbeat stuff. Oh, what? Was it? no, it's not. What? Yeah, no, <laughs> Sorry. it's funny. Um, 
uh, what is what is an ble- bleach? I watched the live action version. of Yeah, bleach. how's that? It, really, every time I see one of those movies, I'm like, man, if this is good, this could be good. <laughs> so, is it good? Well, from a person n- never watched Bleach oh, cartoon, okay. <laughs> um, I was all like, I feel like there should be a lot more <laughs> yeah. here. Uh, because I really expected the main character... I guess I expected him to be Goku, mm. you know? Yeah. Like he, he was partly, but he mm. wasn't like there were clearly other people that were way more skilled. Than yeah. Him. But they kind of made it seem like at the beginning, like, Oh my God, this guy, he, whatever. Oh my God. And then like, of course, like these other veteran people come in and they're like, yeah, you're a piece of shit. It's definitely. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a shonen kind of show. So it's like Naruto. It's like Dragon Ball, but you're right. Like Dragon Ball always made it clear basically that Goku was the shit. Um, it's more yeah. bleach is more like Naruto where, you know, the show is about the main guy and he starts off and they want to show you like how badass the world is that this character is before <laughs> they get, badass i think you would actually really like the anime at least the first hundred or so episodes i would i would recommend them to you Um, yeah well they're only like 23 minutes each you know (laughs) and i know matt he's he's a he's a master binger so i know that he could get through them (laughs) i mean we're not talking about like one piece and a thousand episodes i mean come on You probably like like the first couple hundred episodes at least uh, i made it i think i made it into like um 60 or 70 episodes of Naruto. Yeah. And then it was like, I got to a point to where I was like, Oh shit, I need to, I need to quote, get some more episodes. And then I was like, you know, why? Right. If I've seen 60 episodes of this, I feel like I'm just going to watch another 600 episodes of it. And it's going to be the same way. Right. By the way, they grow up though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I actually kids. just watched a, I don't know. I'm, I saw a picture of a cosplayed character and I was like, Oh, when did that character look like that? And when I Googled the character, I saw a YouTube video that showed every age of the character and they grow right the fuck up. (laughs) They apparently check in several times in their lives. Okay. Honestly, what I would be happy about, because I do firmly believe that the best version of Dragon Ball Z is Dragon Ball Z abridged. Uh, So I would really love those people to do like bleach abridged and Naruto abridged abridged. Because I just think that those would be like the best versions of those shows because they they also suffer from the Dragon Ball Z. We're going to spend five minutes or five episodes letting you know that they're about to fight, but not actually fighting, you know, or or going off and, you know, spending 10 episodes doing something that you do not care about. <laughs> I forgot I watched that. Uh, Don't bother me one or whatever. Uh, or I know what you're talking about. Same the, the like alternate reality uh, black guy works in a call center. Yeah, oh, not good, huh? Didn't um, I, no, I mean, it, it, you feel I felt like when I was while I was watching her, or when I would get done, I was gonna have to read something. Oh, okay. Like I was gonna have to get somebody to explain like underlying tones and all this kind of stuff about mm. what was going okay. on in the movie because it just it was just like <laughs> what? I don't know I don't know what's going on here. What is this? What? Yeah, it just, I wasn't connecting stuff. I haven't seen it. I've I've heard good stuff. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've heard great things about it too. Yeah. But maybe other people understand it I more than I do. That, I mean, it, it is going to speak to um, people of color more than us, probably. Because I, I, from what I understand, yeah. it's sort of like, you know, like Twilight Zone would do episodes where they would set an alternate reality, but then as you're watching, you're like, oh, this is actually about class struggle. <laughs> so. From what I what I gather, that's a movie about you know it's it's more of a movie for black people. Um, I watched uh, the Greatest Showman. With Hugh Jackman, Jackson. That's yeah? a good movie. Do you like it? Yeah, Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, Jackman. Yeah, I'm, I uh, okay. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I, I, I had it, I was like uh, uh, cooking or something like that, and it was coming on HBO, and I was like, <laughs> okay, look we'll this playing. It looked like a feel good movie. Is it a feel good movie? No? Okay. Mm, you know? I mean, there's some like I mean, it's like internal struggles and stuff, I think, with uh mm. Hugh Jackman's character. I mean, he, he turns out okay. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'd say it's feel good. Okay. I'd say it's feel good. I feel like, you know, we can always do with more feel good. Oh I'm glad you said something, because I watched a great fucking movie. It's called The Man from Uncle, and I uh-huh. recommend every one of you motherfuckers go see this movie. What's that? You've already seen it? Yeah. It's good, isn't it? Isn't That's it real good? Yeah. Isn't it like from the 50s? Yeah, yeah it's, it a, it's, it a, it's a remake or relaunch or whatever. And it's, I don't know how to quite explain it. It's it's like, it's a kind of movie we don't get anymore. It's like, it's it's family friendly, but it's still really clever and well acted and fun it's it's a fun movie with fun characters and but it's not it's not fun in a like oh okay these days people say fun and what they really mean is it's dumb and it's got a lot of loopholes and you're supposed to turn your brain off you don't turn your brain off it's just it's just solid filmmaking i don't i don't know how to explain it <laughs> okay i'm glad you enjoyed it yep. as man I enjoyed, of steel, uh, it? henry cavill yeah i think it's like and no uh our, our, our what's his name arlie army hammer yeah army hammer. army hammer is That's the uh, russian guy yeah it's a weird name and he's not the new magneto no the new magneto go ahead what else is he playing i don't know what else he's been in the new magneto what is, is uh god damn it fuck michael fassbender mike mike that's, that's a weird name that's <laughs> almost a stupid michael fassbender hammer what has this guy been in? I thought he played, I thought he was an action guy or something. Apparently, he's been on Gossip Girl. Um, <laughs> he's in the Social Network. Known from that. Oh, I think he played the twins in the Social Network. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got you now. He's in he uh, Call Me else. by Your Name, which is a movie I did not see, but was very popular in 2017. Call me by. Sounds like a. Yeah, it totally is. Okay. All right. Uh, Whatever. Um, Is there anything? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to think about um, anything else. Like you feel like you have to talk about everything with your mom any more than, than you want to. Is there, was there anything about the experience that you wanted to discuss or? Well, uh, you know, um, I'll, I'll stress what I stressed at the uh, memorial. I went up there and I talked about basically how, you know, um, when a person, is no longer with us. That's a, that's memories and thoughts and emotions and opinions and everything that just fades from existence. Um, 
And so what I tried to stress at the memorial and what I've tried to stress to other people when I have a conversation about it is that, you know, think about the people that are in your lives now and uh, maybe you want to tell them something or they want you may maybe not know that they want to hear the stories that you have to tell uh, and make sure, you know, you, you share those and, and get those out there because there's going to come a time when you won't be able to, um, you know, I had, when my, before my grandma passed, I, I had tried to stress to her to write down her history and stuff like that. In a, and, and on, on paper. So I would have that with me and she never did. And I also asked for it from my mom and she never did either. Um, and so I feel like, you know, I, when, um, when I went down to her house, I started to look through old photos and I, I wanted to make a, uh, a collage of all these photos and everything. So I did that and you have these photos, but you don't have the story behind the photos. You can try to guess what you feel like is happening in the photos and you may or may not know who are in the photos and you're just kind of left with like questions on the person that you're seeing in these photos and what, what their life experiences was. I tell people there was, I know my mom spent time in Alaska before I was born and, I, I know very little of that time. You know, she said, I asked her when she was diagnosed, um, we had talked to, I was like, what'd you do up there in Alaska? And she was like, I just went to a bar and drank and that's about it. And like, what? You, you were there for at least like a year or two. Um, I know you had to make friends and stuff like, and then I'll find some photos of her up there and having fun and like that. And it's like, well, so what I'm probably going to do over the course of the next month, year, whatever, is I'm going to slowly on her Facebook upload all these photos and ask that people do their best to identify, you know, who, who, the who are in the photos and maybe if they have stories to share to, to share those with me, because, you know, I, there's, I know my mom through living with her, but I don't know the history behind her. Um, and I think, I think that's something a lot of us don't, don't, don't investigate, you know, and I, I also stress at the memorial that, you know, I was 38, I was 38 years old and I was thought I, I need to live my own life. And, you know, I have my own things to deal with. And I never, it never really crossed my mind that even when she was diagnosed, I guess, of how finite it was. Um, she, she was given a timeline of the doctor told her she would see Christmas, but not probably next Christmas when she was diagnosed back in July. And so I, I guess in my head I had built up that we had way more time than, yeah, than what we had because, Oh, well maybe she can make it till Halloween of next year, or maybe she can make it to Thanksgiving of next year. Um, so I never really addressed it. You know, I spent, I spent an hour and a half, two hours, probably every day, uh, with her since August. Um, and I also spent, I took off a week and I spent a little bit of probably four or five hours every day then, uh, talking with her and hanging out with her. And when she took the downward spiral, I, I, I didn't go to work for three weeks, um, until she passed away. So I just want, you know, everybody listening there, you know, if you have loved ones in your life, if you have, friends in your life that you really care about and don't know much about or want to know more about them. I, I, I stress it immensely that you should learn it. Um, have, but of course, you know, in this day and age, um, 
it's interesting because I tell people that and I was talking with somebody at work today about it and about how, you know, that's at least the one good thing about social media is you now have stories behind the pictures that you post. Um, most people will talk about what they're doing yeah. when they post the picture on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or any of the other uh, social media. So at least you have the stories nowadays, but for us that have lived in a non-digital era, you know, eighties and nineties may have been surrounded by just Polaroids and uh, other film, but not so much like you do today. Like, and if somebody didn't write on the back, yeah. you're never going to know what year it was from exactly. there with. Exactly. I thank my mom sometimes yeah. because we'll look at old um, photos. So and, you kind of, you know, when she thought about it, she would write the year on the back, which is not something you'd think you'd need to do at the time. But yeah, some, yeah. And some of those pictures will have uh, a lot. If you're lucky, the uh, place that developed the film will put some kind of stamp or something on, on that backside. If you're lucky. Um, but yeah, just, you know, I mean, it's weird. Uh, I find myself, you know, wanting to call her. <laughs> It'd be weird to be like, I should follow up with my mom. And like, oh yeah, I can't, you yeah. can't, you know? And, um, I almost, I was, I almost feel like there should be an app. Uh, it'd be really like, it, it would be, it probably wouldn't help at all. It probably hurt if anything, but where you could upload, uh, audio or something like that. And cause I was thinking like, it would be nice to be able to tell, you know, Alexa or something, something yeah. and hear my mom's voice back. But then I think, well, that doesn't help me. <laughs> that doesn't, that probably doesn't help me. Probably not. Um, because you know, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a void. Call her voicemail. Yeah, she didn't have a voicemail greeting set up, <laughs> but I have, you know, I, I, you know, I have tons of like, voicemails from her um but it's just i don't know it's it's just weird so uh my dad wow. though he reached out to me really <laughs> yeah um so uh i hadn't spoken to my dad in probably 11 years i tried to call him one night when i was working late and i had talked to him briefly maybe four or five minutes i think is what i remember and he was just like well i gotta get to bed and it was like seven o'clock my time. And we hadn't spoken before that. I don't know how many years. So it just seemed, I don't know. It just like, really, you can't make time for me. You can't stay up a little bit longer to talk or, and then I never heard anything from him really after that. And then he sent a, he sent a message yesterday to me through Facebook. Let's see. It's on messenger. I forget. You got to go to a yeah. secondary app for this shit. Yes. Um, said, I just received word of your mom passing away. I'm sorry for your loss. Well, <laughs> all right. I don't know. It's. Oh, wait, no, wait. He sent me, he sent me, uh, it looks like he sent me a message in 2012 that said, wishing you the best on your upcoming birthday. <laughs> so six years ago uh, was the last time he reached, reached, put that in quotation marks, reached out to me. I mean, he tried to. He he had, he has sent me a, a Facebook friend request. Oh well, see, there you go. But I debated. Oh man, I debated so much, and uh, you know, uh, in my head on whether or not I should even let him know. Um, they were married for just a year and a half or so, or two years, and they only married, I think, because of me, because she, you know, she got pregnant with me before they were married. So I don't know. 
whatever. I, I and then you know, and that's another thing I'll stress is like you're gonna have these like internal struggles of like what's important in your life, and um, I, I debate on whether or not like that kind of stuff if I should just let it go because you know, Justin, we I know I know we've talked uh, a little bit about mental health and like people's past, and you know, just like does that does does stuff in my father's past cause him to be the person he is and should I hold that right. against him? You know, it's like, you know, if, if, if he was mistreated by his father or abandoned by his father and that's kind of like how yeah. he knows his life. And that's kind of, you know, even though he may not intentionally do it, it's kind of there in the background of, of his decisions and stuff. I don't know. And it's like, you know, uh, my coworker told to me is like, just cause your blood doesn't mean you got to, you know, work towards it to, to, to fix everything or try, you know, to feel bad about giving up on relationships. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, I don't know how to feel about, I mean, like you don't know when you're walking, when you're walking around and making the decisions you're making, you don't know how much of that is part of the people in your, the people in your lives, whether or not it was DNA, whether or not it's, uh, stuff you've learned seen on TV or just, you know, I've heard, you know, from being at family functions or being around friends. I don't know what makes us who we are. And, you know, I, 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 uh, I have an internal struggle of whether or not I should try to mend fences with this biological father figure, even though I feel like I've gotten 90% of my raising from uh, 99%. I was going to say 90 uh, of, 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 from my mom and my grandparents, right. you know? Um, but of course, who's to say like his quote unquote abandonment, uh, doesn't make me better. You know, maybe him yeah, not being in my life has made me better. Maybe I should, owe him, maybe, oh, thanks. you know, I don't know. Oh, um, thanks. Is that what you're going to say? What's that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah I don't know. I think that, I mean, ultimately, I that's your decision, and I, I honestly don't think that there is a wrong decision you can make. Um, I wonder if enough time has passed that both of you – I mean, obviously, you're a completely different person because <laughs> you were a baby. But it, you could almost yeah. approach him as like this is – you know, the, the separation happened so long ago that you guys are both different people, and you could almost look at – what happened back then differently it, it, scientifically, I should say, you know, if, if you wanted to, you could, you could well, almost approach him as like thing. a new person. And if, if that's something you wanted to do. Yeah. I keep thinking that I keep thinking that, but then I think, well, if that's the case, why hasn't, well, he said anything, you know, why, why has, why, why do, why right. am I the one that, that that has to make make it. Uh, why am I the one that has to come to him as if I you know I, it's, it's like I, I it's it's almost like in order for me to try to have a relationship with him, I need for him yeah. to acknowledge the problem. You know, because I'm not his only kid. He had he had a another he had a son before me, um, and he's probably like seven or eight years older than me. He had he had. Uh, him through like and my dad was on his fourth marriage when he was on wow. with my mom he had married a woman gotten divorced married a different woman gotten a divorce the first one remarried the first woman i believe and then married my mom if i'm not mistaken 
And then after my mom, he's, he married a guy. A mar- he figured it out. <laughs> he married, married, yeah. I just, <laughs> I was going to say, now we found the problem. <laughs> he married another woman and had two daughters with her and had, I believe his longest relationship of like, uh, 20 years at least, I think. So, um, but yeah, so I, I'm Facebook friends with my half brother and my two half sisters. Um, but it's just, I don't know. I've seen my half brother twice in my life and I've seen my half sisters once in my life. And both of those were like when I was eight or nine. So I don't know. It's just weird to try to, I don't know, be the, yeah. Bigger person, I guess, or just be the person that I mean, he, he could feel to shame, he could family? feel total shame about how that went down and feel like he doesn't, he doesn't deserve anything yeah. from you. So, you know, he could be caught not wanting to bother you, as it were, not, not knowing how to deal with that. I'm not, I'm not trying to like yeah. <laughs> take his side or forgive him for anything, no, I know. but you know, people are complicated. Yeah. I think right. if you wanted to, right. you could approach him and yeah. like just have a see if he's interested. You know, the problem is that every time you have approached him, he seemed very um, blase. <laughs> Spanky's getting his. He seemed blase about the situation. So you know, if you wanted to say like, "Look, let's get coffee and have a sit down and just have a conversation," and then ask him all these things, why didn't you ever this? You know, and then see how you come out of that yeah. conversation from there or not do any of that you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's i don't know i uh i wish i had i wish i knew my life expectancy so i right. could determine whether or not that's worth it <laughs> like like if i'm gonna live till 80 mm, you know i don't know i don't know i don't know it's just it's 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 weird because like you know it was uh less than a year ago when we had the, had our big emotional conversation. I was like, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do when my mom passes away. And now I find myself like, do I, you know, do I try to reach out to my father and all that kind of stuff? I don't know. You could even, if you wanted to approach it entirely as an avenue to get more information about your mother, um, just, and then, you know, if it turns out that he's, still kind of an asshole or whatever, then you can, okay, at least you got, you know, maybe you, <laughs> at least you learned something about how your mother was at the right. time. That's true. That is definitely true. Just thought, I don't even know where the guy's I thought he was now. in the desert, like the Southwest. Is there a reason I thought that? Well, he was, well, yeah, I mean, but that was like when he still had another wife or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he's at now. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, trying to think if I have anything else to talk about. No, no, I think, uh, you know, it's going to be a, I tell you one thing is like, you're not prepared for the aftermath, which is like what to do with everything. Um, cause now I got, yeah. now I got a house, I got another house that I have to worry about and like th- three generations worth of stuff in it. So my stuff when I was a kid and when I live with my mom, uh, got all my mom's stuff and I got all my grandparents stuff too. So it's going to be kind of crazy to figure out what to do with that over the next month or two. But, uh, anyways, um, I did have one random thought. Uh, let's see here. 
I got two. Okay. Uh, it must be really funny for porn stars to get emails claiming they have been hacked and they'll release pictures or videos of them. It's like, <laughs> okay, <sighs> if you could, please make sure everyone sees them and gives, <laughs> give them my name. <laughs> oh, wait. I checked my outlandish email. Yeah, you getting those? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I got them too. And so I'm reading through it and I'm like, but I don't even have a webcam. Yeah, I don't have a webcam. Like, what, what are you going to do? Like, it's like, oh, you got those, do you? Okay, well, you know, make sure you give them my madatoutlandish.com podcast email. And, <laughs> and uh, the other thing is I was down at my mom's house cleaning out stuff, and I found a sealed Amazon package at my mom's house. Ooh. And I was just curious what everyone would do with it. Um, Open it? Well, I thought about, now, this is going to be kind of sappy and everything, but I thought about saving it and then waiting until I got married and then having it as like a wedding gift from my mom. You open it up and it's like some panties. Probably. Probably. But I could, if it was a, if it was like something for a woman, it could be my wife's. But if it was something that I could use, it's for me. But I didn't know, like, I mean, like, it was weird because, like, there was probably so much shit. I found so many candles, uh, unused candles, like Yankee candles, um, probably about 30 Yankee candles through boxes that haven't been used. Um, tons of other junk. It's just it, it, she had four pairs of new tennis shoes or new shoes still in the box uh, tucked away in a closet. Uh, she had two or three boxes of Tupperware, unused Tupperware that were just sitting there. It's like ridiculous ridiculous it's just the deal of the day well yeah i mean like she would just buy stuff off qvc and hsn and um it's just i don't know man it's just it's something to go through go through other people's stuff um you know i think i did get a little bit more closure though with her when i was looking when i uh was using her facebook to update people and i could see her messages to other people about when she was when she had moved up here and everything and saw that, you know, she was happy that I was seeing her every day and she was thankful for me being in her life more and all that kind of stuff. And so that definitely helped me get a little bit more closer because I've had a lot of, a lot of regret towards, you know, not keeping up with her as much as I should, because like I said earlier, it's like, I'm 38, I should be living my own life. And I thought she was independent enough to where she could take care of herself. And I also thought we had a lot more time than we did. And so uh, that helped me at least acknowledge that, you know, I've been, I've been putting you know, spending a lot more time with her and making sure she was okay and taken care of while she was here. So, um, and that's, you know, that's, I think that's something that a lot of us will end up experiencing when we have loss is finding out those things about people yeah. afterwards. When we went and saw her, she only had one complaint, and that was that she had not had any eggnog, and it was Christmas time. Yeah. That's the sad thing about it. I got her that stuff, and she didn't have a chance to do it. Uh, she didn't have a chance to drink it or eat the Christmas cookies she wanted or any of that kind of stuff. Um, all right. Well, uh, I really want to I thought the porn star note. thing was pretty good. Um, it was a good transition, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I should have. All right, let's leave it behind. <laughs> uh, 
That's not legal in this state yet. Uh, I'm pretty pretty sure that it will be uh, nationally, federally legalized, and then Arkansas will immediately ban it because we have fucking dry counties. And I think that's... Well, we have medical marijuana growing it in Pine Bluff now. Because, you know, that's that's where I would grow it. (laughs) No, they're just now finally showing it to everybody instead of hiding it in the house. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) They're clearing the brush that was covering it so it can get more sunlight now. Uh, All right. Uh, Thanks for this episode 407 of Outlandish Podcast. If you send an email, you can do so at letter at outlandishpodcast.com. That's just one letter. Which, by the way, letter at outlandishpodcast.com, they've got you, and they're going to they're gonna share your pictures of you masturbating to those sick videos. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, they caught you on the webcam letter you, at outlandishpodcast.com. Black Mirror? So you better you, watch out. You perverted <laughs> son of a bitch. So uh, Letter. You better you better watch out because they're gonna start blackmailing you. You better send them two thousand two thousand dollars <laughs> in Bitcoin. That's all. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I'm kind of surprised right. that hackers are still willing to take Bitcoin. It's like they're like, oof, I'd rather have a more stable currency. <laughs> uh, please. That's why they're asking for two hundred instead of three hundred or two thousand instead of three hundred like they used to. That way it can fluctuate a little yeah. bit and they're still okay. Yeah, they gotta go on the high note. It was funny that the the uh the email to letter at outlandishpodcast dot com said uh if you're having trouble making uh making getting the money for the Bitcoin, just open up notepad and type uh please help or something like that or some some dumb thing or something and I'll I'll know that you're needing some more time for getting that Bitcoin. <laughs> like, okay, man. All right. <laughs> Good luck on that. <laughs> You know, it would be it would it would be a lot more believable if there weren't like six hundred of those emails from different people right, all right, coming in right. the same time, right? Or just like give me like a piece of the picture. It's like according to this, half of the internet already has it, just trying to blackmail me for it. So what do I care? I like to imagine they send you like a picture of just they send you a, a picture of a picture butt. of a big dick, and you're like. All right, I'll take that. Go ahead. Put my name to that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Put wait, my name to that penis. That's not me, but it can be. Go ahead. Tell everybody. Shout it from the rooftops. That's my penis. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yep. thanks. Uh, you that's the best that. way to end the show, talking about <laughs> Matt's penis. Uh, thanks for uh, listening to 407. If you'd like to follow us on Facebook, uh, you can at www.facebook.com slash Outlandish Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Outlandish Cash. You can follow me at Outlandish Matt, uh, Justin Outlandish Beats, and Jeremy at Outlandish Jer. Thanks for 407, and we will catch you in 408. Goodbye. Goodbye. Say, say, thank you for listening to Outlandish. Thank you, Outlandish. Good enough.